to the All About Sitwork podcast. In this podcast, we talk about all things that work. That include training tips, a behind-the-scenes look at what an instructor or trial official may be going through, and much more. In this spotlight episode, we're going to be talking with Becky Thomas of The Ultimate Canine in Australia about how it is that she's helping canine nose work grow in Australia. Before we start diving into the podcast episode itself, let me do a very quick introduction of myself. My name is Diana Santos. I'm the owner and lead instructor for Setwork University, Dogsport University, and Pet Dog U. These are online dog training platforms that are designed to provide high quality dog training instruction to as many people as possible. We're very fortunate to have a client basis worldwide. For Setwork University in particular, we provide online courses, seminars, webinars, and eBooks that are all designed to help you achieve your Setwork training goals. So whether that is getting started in Setwork, trying to develop some more advanced skills, or getting ready for trial, we have a training solution for you. So to know a little bit more about me, let's dive into the podcast episode itself. In this spotlight episode, I had the distinct privilege of speaking with Becky Thomas of Ultimate Canine in Australia about all the things she's doing in order to help canine nose work grow in that country, which is pretty fantastic. <laughs> so let's listen to that conversation. All right. So getting right into it. So how is it that you, over in the wonderful land of Australia, got started in canine nose work that obviously started in California? <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's a little bit of an unusual story. So I've always been interested in scent work. I have a background in assistance dogs, and part of that was training the dogs to track their children if they decided to bolt. And we also did um, seizure response dogs as well. So I was always interested in scent, and my older dog has also got a background in narcotics detection. So anyway, I knew someone that was doing the CNWI course. hadn't really heard much about it. She said, yeah, I'm going to Sydney um, in a day or two and I'm going to do the course. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. So I literally jumped on the email and emailed Jill straight away. She was literally about to get on the plane to head to Australia. She was like, yep, I'll put you on the list, head to Sydney and you can jump on really. So it kind of just started like that. I went and did the course. I loved it. I loved the approach. I thought it was awesome, especially coming from a background that, you know, we've kind of taught slightly different um, to the way the canine nose work <laughs> is but yeah loved the approach thought it was amazing and yeah it kind of just started from there really awesome and I think it's really helpful with all the people that I've spoken with over the years how everyone has their own little way of getting into this activity but it's really inspiring how it's everyone just falls in love with it in their own way and the way that we're able to see the dogs doing something that is just celebrating them for who they are and how many instructors have actually now moved into where that's their specialty, where they may have been doing everything under the sun, but now they're just focusing on nose work. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so do, do totally you have right. that, that same kind of journey where now, you know, this is something that is really all encompassing for you? Yeah. So I've been uh, a dog trainer for probably just over 10 years now. Uh, and the focus is, yeah, almost 100% nose work now. So I still do some private clients, uh, but it's pretty much, yeah, nose work 24-7, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so as you were getting involved in all of this and you were going through the CNWI program, what were some of the things that really hit upon you that this is something that was exciting, that this is something that you really enjoyed were, was it something as far as with the dogs themselves, with the people, with both? Was there something that spoke to you that said, this is actually something that I could see doing as a career? I think it's the, it's accessible to every dog. So I was, I was the person in class that was like, 
why do you do it that way? Why are you doing this? Why wouldn't you do this? And I, I asked all the ridiculous questions and it was when we got to see it actually happen and they did the demos and, you know, got us involved in watching the dogs learn. I was like, hell yeah, this is, this is for the every dog and this is absolutely every handler can do this and there's no real limitation on who can get involved. Uh, there's always a workaround. If the dog has a disability or the handler has a disability, there's always a way for them to participate. I think that's awesome. And number one goal, definitely. That is so wonderful the way that you put that because <laughs> there are so many different ways, just like with all kinds of dog training that you can teach a dog to you know, find something, right? And there's lots of different schools of thought, but the fact of what you just said, that this is accessible to literally everyone, you don't need 10 years of experience and training in order to do this. You don't need the specially bred dog in order to do this. You can literally start right now with a dog that you just adopted from a shelter, and you could probably get this to work and have a really fun time doing it. And that's incredible. <laughs> Definitely. Totally so, great. Yeah. yeah. The way that you would put that was absolutely fantastic. So gold star for you. Thank you. That was so succinctly <laughs> said. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so now that you are in Australia, which obviously is a little bit farther away than when Canine Nosework started in California and in the United States, how did you guys all go about in starting this thing as far as letting everyone in your area and in that country understand like, okay, this is something that we should do. This is something that you should be doing with your dogs. How did you guys embark on that whole journey of trying to start this activity and also promoting everyone like, okay, yeah, I know that, you know, your dogs are pets, or whatever else, but they really should be hunting for like food or other things is really fun. How'd you go about doing that? Uh, so Marion Brand is the person to thank for all of that. She is the wonderful person that brought it to Australia uh, and gave us the opportunity uh, to be participating in this awesome sport. Uh, so I think it's just, there was, there's nothing else currently. So the only other thing is ANKC, which the, is the equivalent to your AKC. Uh, they've only just started, I think it was this year, doing trials and things like that. So before that, it was just us. Uh, and I think people were kind of a little bit curious and you know would come to a class to check it out uh and I think what's awesome is especially when I first started my classes I had all pet people so whenever I go to like do a new sport like if I you know when I started agility and things like that it's always people that are either agility or obedience or relio and they're kind of in that world whereas when I started instructing it was all pet people they had no idea about what trials were and that you can go and compete as a sport or anything like that um, and I think that's what made it kind of special because they just wanted to come and have this great time with their dog. And then as we kind of developed it, we're like, well, hey, let's hold an ORT and see how that goes, you know, and that went well. So it's like, okay, let's hold a trial and see how that goes. Uh, and it kind of just developed from there. And yeah, more people tend to hear about it. And again, the inquiries that I get, they're not from the sporting community mainly. They're people that have shy and nervous dogs that have said, you know, my next door neighbor said my their poodle came and now they're doing great things. And, you know, I think, yeah, it's that all-encompassing people's just word of mouth getting around and, um, yeah, people having fun with their dogs, really. That is amazing. So I really hope that anyone who's listening really takes that to heart, that the vast majority of the dog-owning public in the world has no idea what a dog sport is. They may drive by a trial, like for here in the States, you'll see like the little uh, easy up 
cities where everyone has like their little easy ups with their tarps or whatever else and people are like what the hell is that <laughs> but they just keep driving yeah. by they're like whatever there's some crazy people things doing it whatever it doesn't matter to me but the majority of, of the dog owning public has no concept of what dog sports is but the beauty about canine nose work is that it is accessible to them and it's easy for them to do and it's absolutely beneficial for the dogs so the one thing if anyone who's listening to this podcast for any length of time has heard me pontificate about before is that there is the difference between the activity and the sport so what you're talking about is the ability to have everyone participate in the activity benefit from it and then if they chose to, or if it was good for their dogs, then they could also do the trialing piece. But it's the activity that's so incredibly important. And then I'm very excited that you're all doing down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you say, like, people come to class and you go, who's interested in having fun with the dog? And everyone puts a hand up. And then they're like, who's interested in trialing? And they're like, what's that? And you're like, okay, no worries. And then, you know, six weeks, 12 weeks in, you're like, okay, do you want to try and do an ORT? And they're like, yeah, let's give it a go, you know? Uh, so it, I think that's really cool to watch it, the teams develop. And look, I have lots of teams that just do it for fun. They just want to come and spend that hour with their dog and, and they get to socialize with the people and it's getting them out of the house. And I think that's fantastic as well. And over time, I'm slowly seeing those people will come and like volunteer at a trial and then they kind of see what it's all about. And they're like, well, hey, why don't I just give it a go? And I think We've just developed this community, well, we have within our sniffer squad, I guess, where everyone is so supportive and it's just, there's none of that ickiness. I know you can get with some other sports. It's just everyone's there to support each other and have a great time. Um, and I, I think everyone feels that so they feel more comfortable to just give it a go and it doesn't really matter about the outcome as long as they had fun. And that is wonderful. And it's one of the things that is so welcoming about this activity is the community that is built up around it almost naturally. The fact that mm -hmm. it is so accessible, the fact that you can have the little tiny sight hound, you know, your nervous little Italian greyhound, or you could have the gung-ho Malinois, they can both be in the same class and little IG is kicking the Malinois butt in some certain searches and the other way around and everyone's cheering for each other and they're all in awe yeah. about the dog of wow that dog just went into that space and found something on scent alone if i tried to do that as a dope on a rope i wouldn't be able to do that <laughs> <laughs> so it's incredible and the way that it's able to open people's eyes to just how brilliant their dogs are it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship between the owner and the dog where now it's no longer, oh, well, you know, Fluffy does this, that, and the other thing that annoys me or whatever. Now it's my dog is able to do this incredible thing. And I can see that they're smart and I can see that they try and I can see how much effort they're putting in. And I can actually hear what they're telling me. I can actually understand my dog better because Nosework has that way of inherently teaching people to read their dogs. It's so beneficial. It's so wonderful. So of course, there's a great community about it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so as far as for yourself, what are your plans as far as continuing to grow the activity to help promote it in your area? What are some of the things you have either in the works or your future plans overall as far as growth is concerned? Yeah, so I think firstly, it's being able to uh, get it out to more people. Uh, so being able to offer like, uh, so we do online uh, video review, 
uh, and we can help people get started that may be in a remote area that don't have access to an instructor. Uh, so yeah, just spreading the word much uh, more with that. Uh, more classes. Uh, I have two amazing uh, people that now work alongside me also taking classes. So we're, you know, we're getting the numbers up each, each week, which is fantastic. Uh, I would really love to shorten my wait list down so that people aren't waiting such a long time to get started. Uh, yeah, uh, promoting more trials. With um, being in Australia, uh, trial venues is very hard to, to get. Uh, I've seen the amazing ones that you get to have in the States. We would love to be able to have access to that sort of stuff, but unfortunately we're a little bit of a no dogs allowed state over here. Uh, so, yeah, getting more uh, trials going. And, look, in, end of the line, it's just about getting as many people involved as possible, getting the people that wouldn't normally try something like this to just give it a go. Uh, and you got to say, like, what do you got to lose? You know, come spend an hour with your dog and meet some cool people and watch some dogs work. And, yeah, at the end of the hour, everyone's hooked. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. That is awesome. And I think those are all really good goals. And I hope that they're goals that anyone who is teaching knows work or if you haven't gone through a CNWI program, set work, that you are, that is the goal, is just to get as many dogs sniffing as possible because it is so incredibly beneficial for the dogs and it is a lot of fun and good for the humans as well. So the more yeah, that we can definitely. be promoting that, the better it would actually be. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone yeah. who may stumble upon this podcast or if you were coming across someone who's, yeah, well, you know, I don't know about all this. You want me to pay you money to have my dog find a hot dog in a box? Like, seriously? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so what would you say to those people who may be on the fence about it? First thing, you've got nothing to lose, right? Like I said, just come and have fun with your dog. I think the social aspect for a lot of people is good. You know, getting, as I said, getting out of the house for an hour and, and making some new friends. Watching the other dogs work is pretty awesome. The, the little cheers that you get from the sideline when you're on like week one and that little tiny scared dog walks in and goes, I don't want to eat your hot dog. And then by week three, they're like taking food out of a box and you can just see the look on everyone's faces like, oh my God, that is so amazing. Yeah, just come and join this amazing community that we are growing and yeah, have a great time doing it. Awesome. And then are there any ways that we would be able to help you as far as helping venues or locations be more open to you all having events? Is there something that where we have worked in the States and been like, oh, look, you know, we're at a warehouse or, oh, look, we're over here. They're not getting destroyed. <laughs> They're totally fine. <laughs> is there something that we would be able to do as far as over here on this side of the pond to help all of you provide either a video package or something that would help potential hosts be like, well, maybe this could be worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think a, um, a video package would be amazing. We've, um, we've done like a short little intro uh, video that we can show um, to perspective uh, venues, which I think helps a little bit, but if you can like see the variety that they're like, yeah, this is actually okay. So like we will head out to like someone that, you know, hires out cranes or trucks or something like that. And we're like, we just want to use your space. You know, you, you don't have to be here. You don't have to babysit us. We'll be fine. Um, and, you know, we can just get a lot of no's. Um, the schools are pretty good. Um, the schools are quite open. But yeah, it's getting those different interesting venues that the dogs can have more experiences and new environments and that we're really after at the moment. 
So I'll see if there's a way that we may be able to, to help with that, because the more that, that we can just have everyone participating, and also it opens the eyes for someone who may own either a business or a facility, more likely not either they have a dog or they know someone who does, and they may just like peek in and be like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I'm going to go tell my friends about that. Maybe we'll try it too. So it's all good. <laughs> the more that we can Absolutely. spread the word, the better it is. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if there's a way that we can help out with that. Oh, sorry. Uh, we get some funny looks like a couple of us will just go train for the afternoon. And we literally just drive around in our car and go, yeah, that looks like a good spot. And we stop and we put hides out and it might be outside like a closed cafe or we head into like the industrial area and just chuck some hides out. Like, yeah, or the shopping centre at night after it's closed, we go out the front and put hides out. So, yeah, we definitely get some weird looks sometimes. Um, but, yeah, the the more venues, the the better. And like I said, it's just those different environments that the dogs get to search in and build confidence over time. It's awesome. Yes, it's always fun uh, when you're doing field trips with your classes and the public don't, <laughs> don't know what's going on and you're searching yeah. cars and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> It's like, it's, don't worry it's okay we're not going to find your stuff we're not searching for that it's all right <laughs> so is there any other information that you want people to know either about yourself personally or your business or the ways that they may be able to get involved if they're in your area uh yes so um we're the ultimate canine sniffer squad so we're on the sunshine coast uh in queensland always looking for people to join our, our weekly classes. Uh, we do training days. So whether, you know, you might not be able to come to a weekly class, you might just come to, we do a Saturday morning, it'll be a few hours and everyone gets to watch each other run. Like I said, we do video review. Just if you're keen, just give me a call. I'm happy to have a chat if you've got lots of questions and things like that. Just get involved any way you can really. Perfect. And then you had mentioned about the online piece. So for people who may not be able to be in your area, can you talk about that a little bit, about what it is that you offer with those? Yeah, definitely. So uh, if you're looking to get uh, started, we do a, like an online um, intro course, so to speak, uh, and just teaching them how to get started. Like it's easy to do. You don't need fancy equipment, which I think people absolutely love about this sport. It's not going to cost them a fortune. Uh, yeah, so we can get them started at home, uh, teaching them how to take it on the road. Uh, you know, that saying, always have some boxes in your car. That way you can pull up somewhere, you can just chuck them out. Uh, so, yeah, teaching them how to do that. And then, of course, um, moving them onto odour if that's something that they wish to do. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's always say if you've got access to an instructor, definitely go down that route first because it's way better, obviously, doing that in person. But if not, yeah, definitely get in contact and, and we can help you get started. Perfect. Well, this is all extraordinarily exciting. And I know for myself personally, I am just thrilled that the, this activity is growing worldwide. So again, mm -hmm. when Donna Worm contacted me, she said, I really hope that you can do a spotlight interview with Becky. She's really doing some wonderful things for us here in Australia. I was like, yes, I want to talk to Becky. <laughs> <laughs> the more people I can talk to who are helping spread the word, the happier I am. And again, your enthusiasm for this is very contagious, just in this very short conversation that you've been having. The, the things that you are talking about as far as the benefits of it are completely on point. The, the way that you have so succinctly described how this is good for every single dog and that it is building that focus on community. Because again, like a lot of people in the animal world, like I like the dogs, the people, you know, whatever, but the people are important, right? They definitely are. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that you are actually highlighting that piece that I think is oftentimes lost, you know, we're always focusing on the dogs, which is good. You know, obviously we want to care about the dogs, but the people matter too. The people are the ones who are bringing them to the class. The people are the ones who are paying yeah. the checks. So the fact that you highlighted that part is so incredibly important. So I think that Australia is in very good hands with you at the helm <laughs> of one of the people who's trying to help grow canine nose work in that area. And I commend you for, I tip my hat. Thank you so very much because <laughs> it is so incredibly important. And the more people that can get involved, the better. And we're going to see if we can get you some videos of things so we can get you guys to have a couple more venues over there where they know that the dogs aren't going to come in there and like pee and poop and scratch everything up. Like it's actually going to yeah. be really awesome. It could be a really good way for them to make some money. <laughs> Definitely. That would be excellent. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know how you mentioned about the people being important? Uh, we did our very last trial for the year. And so do you do element trials in the States where you just do like it might just be the morning, just do four searches? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we had an element trial. And obviously, as the morning goes, the car park starts to empty and, you know, people get their ribbon and off they go because uh, we don't do like a presentation at the end. So anyway, we did our very last search. Um, I was one of the judges on the day. So the last competitor had made their way back to the car park and I was walking back up to, to, the, to the front as well. And I popped my head over the balcony to look into the car park and it was almost deserted except for our awesome Sniffer Squad students who waited for the very last competitor to come out so that, you know, they're not walking out to an empty car park and it just, like, belts my heart. Aww. I'm just like... This is this is why I started the group. Like just to have everyone's amazing. Like I haven't I haven't come across someone. Sorry, I'm getting on. <laughs> I haven't come across someone who is just I don't know. They they just seem to find us. The right people find us. And I've got people that have never done a dog sport. I've got housewives. I've just got this amazing group who are just like giving it their all and loving it. And Aww. yeah, that's that's why I do it. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, because that's amazing. <laughs> and that, but, oh, but, but yeah. that is, so I think that really is important because that encompasses really why this activity and sport is so popular is because of mm. that, you know, whereas there's yeah. so many other dog sports, whether it be agility or obedience, whatever else, that it so feeds into the human ego part of it that mm. it kind of makes everything all icky. Whereas with this, because the focus is on the dogs and for a lot of it, it's, you know, dogs who are trying to overcome something that it changes the dynamics so much. And it's so supportive where everyone mm. can do it. Whereas, you know, with agility, you might be like, well, if I don't have a border collie, I'm not gonna be able to do very well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you can have a dog that, you know, who the hell knows what it is and who knows how old it is and where it came from. And it goes into a trial and it kicks butt and people are like, mm. yeah, that's awesome. So that's an amazing story. Look, honestly, I'm so grateful for the sport and I'm so grateful for Marion for bringing it to Australia. Um, and Jill's amazing. She gives really good support to us Aussies over here. So yeah, I think if we can just get as many people involved as possible and continue that learning. Like I'm always trying to do webinars and stuff because obviously with COVID, we can't really go anywhere. Um, so yeah, always trying to learn. And, and I just want to do right by my students. I just want to make sure I have as much knowledge as possible to make their journey awesome. Awesome. Well, if there's any other content information that you want to provide so that people will be able to contact you, we'll also make sure we provide links on our replay page as well. So is there any kind of social media or anything else that people will be able to contact you through? 
Uh, yeah, so social media is uh, Ultimate Canine on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we're just in the um, throes of getting our YouTube channel up and going, which will have some awesome nose wet content on there as well. Well, thank you so very much. This was a fantastic conversation. And I think that the Nosework community is very fortunate to have you part of it. <laughs> thank you very much for your time. So as you can see, Becky is a fantastic member of the Setwork and Nosework community. What she is doing to help grow the activity of canine Nosework in Australia is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and you can also hear that she's very passionate about this and the fact that she understands that this is something for all dogs and all handlers is something that everyone should really be getting involved in. We're very fortunate to have people like Becky in the community as it is helping the activity grow, but also reminding us what this is all about. It's about that relationship we're having with our dogs, that ability for all dogs to participate and to celebrate the fact that this is a dog activity. So again, I am delighted that Becky took the time to speak with me. And I hope that all of you will take a really good look at what she's doing in Australia with the Ultimate Canine. We'll make sure that we have links for her website and for her social media on our podcast replay page. And as we pointed out in the podcast episode itself, one of the things we would like to do to help people like Becky, who may be in areas where nose work and scent work are newer, and they're trying to potentially, you know, have more facilities and locations where their students may be able to practice or where they may potentially be able to hold trials. When they're going to these places, they're like, you want to do what? <laughs> so one of the things we're looking into is putting together a video package for people like Becky so that they can present them to facility owners to have them have a better understanding of what it is that we do. That the dogs aren't going to be coming in and destroying the place. This could actually be a really great way for them to make some extra money so that they're paid for the facility being used either for classes or for trials. And again, it allows for the dogs to have really wonderful experiences, makes everything more dog friendly. It's all good things. <laughs> so please keep an eye out on the Sutwork University website as well as our social media. We're going to be putting together a little bit of a plea in order to see if we can compile some either trial footage or class footage from a variety of different people in the United States and elsewhere that we would then be able to post somewhere that other people would be able to download and or share so that they'd be able to show other property owners, this is what it is that we would be looking to do. Look how much fun it is, isn't it great? <laughs> and again, this would be open to anyone and everyone who was trying to convince people to allow them to use their facility for set work or nose work. Again, the big thing is that we just have to be very good stewards. We have to be very mindful about how we're using these facilities and that we are representing a very large community when we do so. But if there's a way that we'd be able to leverage the power of Setwork University, <laughs> as far as the wonderful supporters that we have, we would love to do so that we can kind of get back to the community ourselves. So make sure you keep an eye out for that so that you'd be able to contribute if you were interested. But lastly, before I let you go, again, we were able to have this conversation with Becky because we received a referral. We received a suggestion that we reach out to her. If you know of someone in the Setwork community that is giving back to the community, is a wonderful member of the community that you really want us to highlight, please let me know. I will be more than happy to reach out to them to have a conversation in order to spotlight what it is that they are doing for the Setwork community as a whole. All right, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Happy training. We look forward to seeing you soon.